Hey, Dan. Hey, Tim. We're back. We're back. Can you believe it? I can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last week, you may have missed, I'm not, I, I doubt you've listened to our episode last week yet. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, but, uh, but I said that we swiped right on more episodes while you were gone and we've <laughs> ghosted them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> We've ghosted them. We've ghosted them. All right. But well, I got a joke to start us off before we Let's dive go. into what we've been yeah. up to. Yeah. All faithful. Yeah. Um, so I was at a, a positive mindset training course recently. Okay. Uh, it was pretty good, um, but the room was half empty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, terrible. Love it. Love all right. It. Here we go. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And today with us, we've got a great guest. We've got Freddie Bennett. Host of uh, Make It Count podcast, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Guinness World Record holder, entrepreneur, adventurer, and much more, according to his bio. We're going to dive into all of those things later on. <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast, Freddie. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Tim. It is a pleasure to be here. I think we're going to have some fun with this one. And yeah. uh, thanks for really building me up there. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of titles to live up yeah. to. There. Hey, I was just reading your bio. That's that's what comes up. It's impressive. Well, I try to. Be a lot. It's a lot of pressure being me. And uh, every day. we'll uh, we'll come on to that. But it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm delighted to be the uh, the thorn between two two roses. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a good time. Well, uh, you might not know this, but Tim and I actually hold a world record. Uh, Do we really? Yeah, most weeks missed of the podcast <laughs> after promising <laughs> to be consistent. Yeah, yeah. least least weekly podcast in a row for yeah. a weekly podcast. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's find out why we've been doing that, Tim. Let's start with this. What, what is the Tim and Dan Low? <laughs> Tim, how's your month and a half been? <laughs> it's been really good. Um, Where so were you, Freddie? Just so you know, I was over in Italy and Scotland for about a month recently. Bian, I love Italy. Yeah, yeah, Italy was amazing. Like it was, it was super hot. So, um, which I'm not going to complain about. But uh, with the baby, it was our first trip overseas with our ten month old baby. So. Um, that was definitely interesting because I didn't know babies could sweat so much. But yeah, he <laughs> certainly could uh, build up a lather of sweat in the Italian heat. <laughs> That's amazing as well because when I uh, when I first had my child, we thought we'd do a a big bold adventure, maybe you know, maybe ten miles down the road. <laughs> thought, no, let's let's really go big here and go halfway around the world. It's a really hot place. So um, I, I respect your boldness. Yeah. <laughs> Almost so anyone that I've mentioned it to while you were gone or that I've seen you mention it to has had the same reaction. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's bold. What yeah. were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. But it worked well. It seemed no. like you had a great time. No, it was good. And uh, when you're overseas and you're not sleeping, it doesn't really matter. Mm. It's more like the week, the first week when you get back and he's jet lagged, the baby, Lewis, or was, mm. and um, you were sleeping like two hours a night. That's mm. when you're like, why? <laughs> why? Because <laughs> you're home. Not only are you sad from coming home. Yeah, but you're not but sleeping. Also, yeah, you're just not sleeping. I but I find take your baby on holiday. Like, they're quite selfish, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> They're very like I, I want food now. You try to explore Italy and have some some wine. And exactly. The baby's just like no. I want to be changed. I want some milk. Yeah. What's their problem? The it's family holiday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like they don't get the whole Italian dinner time at nine p.m. thing. Mm. It's weird. Lewis just did not get that. He was like, I I want to go to sleep. It's like, come on, man. It's rude. He's quite, <laughs> quite family friendly as well. And just, you, you've gone to all that effort to take it to such a lovely place. And, exactly. Uh, and yeah, yes. But he, lesson. he did love all the bread though. And the pizza, the pizza mm. and the bread and, uh, and actually meatballs. I did not realize how much babies loved meatballs. So, uh, yeah, so it, it was, that was a, a very, a very neat and clean and tidy experience. <laughs> it was not neat and clean at all. And the Italian, the Italian restaurants, mm. like they love babies. They absolutely love babies in Italy. Like you said, it is very family friendly. Um, but then you're like, do you have a high chair? And they're like, yes. 
and they go and get this high chair and it's this wooden monstrosity from the 90s with no (laughs) straps and uh, basically like no barrier Mm. keeping them in. There's nothing between their legs. It's just a high chair. It's a stool. My baby just learned to sit. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, sure enough, he did fall out of it once. Mm. I turned around and um, he was stuck about waist (laughs) waist height at the back of the chair. And I was like, oh shit, pull you back through. But um, yeah. good old, you know, we talk about mental resilience. Those were the good old days when they just put the baby in the chair with a, <laughs> the sharp knife. They <laughs> just play with you, play with that for a while. You'll be fine. That's it. Okay, you know, we're going to go out to the local uh, local nightclub, and, and you'll all be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so it was great. So let's 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 quickly, you know, we don't want to spend too much time on a Europe trip, no, but hi- highlight. Uh, a really memorable thing that happened. It's not even that amazing. Let's move on anyway. Uh, <laughs> we've had enough. <laughs> no, go you on, actually go want on. To hear I want to hear it. Yeah. Um, Freddie, do you know Foy Vance at all? The musical artist? Uh, I do not. All right. He's a, he's a UK dude. So that's what I was seeing. Maybe if you knew him. Probably but sure I didn't really, yeah. He's, he co-wrote Galway Girl with... Um, uh, what's that other dude's name? The more famous guy? Uh, oh, that one. The more famous guy the, than the guy that no, none of he's us like heard world of. famous. Um, what's his name again? You clearly start a band with our level of musical. Oh my god! Can, you can guys I guess? Know Galway girl. No, can I guess? It's uh, Ed Sheeran. It's Ed Sheeran. Yeah, yeah you knew it was Ed <laughs> Sheeran. Uh, so he co-wrote Galway girl with Ed Sheeran. So he's quite similar to Ed Sheeran. Anyway, we patted his dog. We didn't realize it. And Amazing. Then, and then we, um, my friend who's Scottish was like, "That was Foy Vance. Did you mm. know?" And I was like, "No, he's got a very cute dog though." <laughs> Then we listened to some of his music. I was like, I know this guy. Oh my God. So that was probably one of my highlights. Ironically, it wasn't even that amazing. So you, you were hanging there in uh, in the coast of Italy. It could have been and the fact that that was the best cafe we found on the entire trip too. Okay. Coffee, not great in Europe when you're from Australia. Sorry to say. Very but, true. Uh, I have learned to be a, a coffee snob. And just with that story as well, just think right now the uh, there's a dog somewhere <laughs> saying to all its doggy friends, I got patted by one half of the two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that exactly. And uh, they're giving little doggy high five. Why did he pat you? And, and that's how it goes. That's uh, it's that, definitely what's happening. That dog's talking to another dog whose owner's an accountant and says, do you know that you're drunk accountant? He's like, no, I should. <laughs> Love it. Uh, cool. That sounds yeah, like you've had an awesome time, but uh, but that is why we haven't been podcasting. So we, we tried to get a few in the bank and I was optimistic thinking, I'll get some guests on. It'd be mm. like that time Tim was on paternity leave. It'd be great. But instead, uh, I waded my way through a giant uh, pile of shit. <laughs> For six weeks, and you were busy. Uh, you were busy. I was busy. Half our office was gone. Yes, so, yeah. but um, so I didn't get a chance to record anything. But it was good. I feel like we got a break. We what? can come back with enthusiasm. Dan, what was your energy? highlight from the waiting through shit for six weeks? Oh, wow. <laughs> I had a coffee once. Uh, <laughs> Only one. Yeah, once. Jeez. I was too anxious all the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, classic. it was good. It was good. Um, but I went to Zericon, which we, you would have heard last yes. week on the podcast. We, Great highlight. You would have heard some very drunk accountants at the end of last week's episode of the podcast <laughs> uh, trying to recap what they learned on day one. And I'm going to say not very successfully. Um, <laughs> we were definitely blowing off a little bit of steam while we were there, which was good. Nice, but uh, nice. no, I had a great time at Zericon. We yeah, met you know, all the usuals that we love. A whole yeah. bunch of people came up and said they listened to the podcast. That's One cool. guy recognized my voice. Wow. I was just walking past him and he said... And I like, you're one of the two drunk accountants. I can hear your voice. And Delightful like, oh, wow. and creepy. Look at that. It had nothing to do with the fact you were whistling the two drunk accountants. Yeah, the drunk accountant. <laughs> or that I was wearing a two drunk accountant shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know your voice. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the flag. And yeah. The yeah. Oh, how did you recognize me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I was actually wearing a, an employment hero cape at the time. But uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway. Um, Orbit Hero Cape, I hope. Yeah, yeah. it's b- big, bright, and purple. Still got it. It's at home. Bring yeah. it out on special occasions. Yeah, that is. Um, that is a good match. Anyway, um, that was good, but that was probably my highlight of the time you're away. But I, I am, I am glad to be back on the podcast and speaking to all you lovely people who are listening to us right now. Hundred percent. It's good to be back in your in your car, nice. on your run, on your walk, wherever it is that you happen to be listening to us. Yeah. Um, While you're drifting off to sleep. Hopefully yeah. not because of our podcast. Yeah. And. <laughs> 
you're closing your eyes, <laughs> yeah. going to sleep. Uh, Freddie, what have you been up to? You've, you've had a, if you know, how's your six weeks been since we've been off air? <laughs> well, yeah, it's been it's been a busy six weeks for me. Uh, obviously, I'm being being British. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to the rain stopping uh, here in uh, here in New Zealand where mm. I am. Yeah. Um, what have I been doing? I've got my kids off school at the moment. Oh. A, a bit of a, of a handful. I've got two boys, which is a juggling act. I am How training old are they? for a little adventure, uh, running 300 kilometers across the North Pole. Just a little um, adventure? Yeah, a little adventure. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to do some training for that. My and, God. Um, as always, I aim to get that 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 time, that money, and that mindset freedom hmm. uh, whilst whilst not having a nervous breakdown. So that's like a an everyday hmm. an everyday occurrence in the world of Freddie. Really, uh, wow. I can I can really relate. Actually, I signed up to a half marathon um, <laughs> in November, so I too am, am also trying to work out my mindset for that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did it, what, Just what? Like, 10 half marathons oh my 40 with polar bears and what you freeze to death it's pretty much the same oh my god and i'm imagining you're running on snow or ice or rocks there's not really like a path oh and then and then they say there's some frozen lakes which what sounds dangerous oh my god told not to go on frozen lakes and now Mm. i'm being told to go on frozen (laughs) which seems a bit confusing for me but um but yeah i'm sure there's there's nothing uh, like acclimatization, like being here in, in Australia or New Zealand in February. <laughs> and say let's let, let's go to the North Pole, uh, the coldest place on Earth. So I'll be I'll be there in my budgie smugglers and, uh, and just just good to go with a positive attitude. Oh my God, I, that is going to yeah. be intense. I want to track your journey on this one, uh, Freddie. I, w- I want to see how you're going, but but I know you've done a few other. A few other events, which is going to be mm. part of what we talk about a bit later. So we'll we'll, we'll save it for then. I'm actually inspired because you have two kids and you're, you're training for this ridiculous challenge. So I really want to tap into that and mm. uh, and learn. Uh, we can do that definitely. I'll mm. let you into all the secrets. I, mm. I need to know the secrets. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Please help. <Yeah. laughs> uh, all right, let's let's move on to the business update, shall we? Mm. Sponsored by Cats Accountants. Thank you, Cats, for sponsoring the business update today on the podcast. Mm. Um, Business update. A lot's happened since we've been off air. Uh, Here's some of the things that I can mention. Just some of these in just the last week. The new premier of Victoria. Oh, he resigned. Like two days ago. Yeah. Uh, You either love or hate Dan Andrews. Yeah. There's a new Reserve Bank governor. Yeah. First female Reserve Bank governor as well. I think that was starting to happen. But that has was. happened yeah. now. Yeah, um, that's good. And no interest rate rises. She's going for the popular vote already. The popular, yeah, <laughs> clearly a populist governor. Uh, um, although I did hear that yesterday, um, inflation went up for the first month in a while. Oh no! So there's a meeting next week. So who knows? Here we go. Who knows? Uh, uh, Qantas, big shake up there. Alan Joyce. Alan Joyce it's gone. It's gone after a bit of a grilling. Hmm. which was quite interesting. The grilling was about the bailout, but the record profits. It was about well. several things, yeah. No, that was one of the points. Yeah, and then it was also about... Um, baggage uh, handling? Baggage handling. Outsourcing. Qantas um, selling tickets for flights that they knew they'd already cancelled. They sacked They sacked those staff right before the COVID stand down yeah. sort of stuff happened and they lost the high court case. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. But hey, I mean, the taxpayer gave him what? Half yeah, a billion exactly. dollars or something? It's <laughs> all good. It's fine. No it's dramas. fine. But you know where they should focus all of their efforts? There's massive record-breaking profit grillings, don't you? Like, yeah. I, uh, I hate that, but they get grilled for making all the profits. Yeah. When all the terrible stuff happens as well. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's just which the, when the problem starts. That's yeah. probably good PR for the share price, to be honest. Yeah, so. like, you're doing so well. <laughs> we have to talk to you about it. <laughs> oh my god but uh yeah so that, that's just a couple of things that popped in my mind that's happened since we've been gone there's a, there's a, there is a lot happening constantly a lot happening uh, we've got a referendum coming up as well so there's a fair bit of stuff happening there we mm. are hoping to get a guest on to yeah talk to us about the yes no vote yep exactly you can shed some light on it shed some light on 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 what's going on there before before we all head to the polls mm. um i'm hoping that my local poll has a sausage sizzle <laughs> Uh, the serious issues, eh? Was <laughs> that Freddie? I influence your vote at all in terms no. of sizzle? <laughs> yes or no? I don't care where it's coming from. Just uh, just as long as it's uh, on white bread with some barbecue sauce. That's that's what you want. <laughs> sausage sizzle. 
Can I just give a, a slight word of warning? Someone who had to, to fly 12,000 miles away from Brexit Britain, um, maybe take referendums with a slight bit of caution. Because, uh, <laughs> once you've uh, once you cast that vote, you can't go back. And well, I'm not going to so get political, but, um, but wow, is all I'm going to say. Referendums are a... Uh, they can be a, a minefield. Quagmire. Uh, the difference that I was thinking about this recently because a lot of young folk were up in arms at the Brexit one, um, but it's not compulsory to vote in that referendum in the UK. Is that right? No. But it, not, but no. it is here. So that's the difference, yeah, I guess. You're fine. Mm. But still, you've got to take it seriously. You should take it seriously. Think about Absolutely. It. Yeah. You should be looking at uh, you know, what the reasons are, what you believe in, mm. what, uh, what you think is the right choice, and then- Buy a sausage. Brexit. Mm. It's democratic right, isn't it? If you just go in and go like eeny, meeny, miny, mo, or mm. like toss a coin, then it um it kind of undoes 200 years of democracy, really. Yeah. So maybe give it a bit of thought. Give yeah. it a thought. Oh, there's just those people that don't want change. So they mm. don't even read what it's about. They're just like, hmm, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> if you are, guys, I'll, I'll give you what I, I do like a, a, a quote every now and again. If, if you like struggle, think in dollars. If you like freedom, think in change. Oh, there you go. Oh my like God. It. Actually, that makes me think of another um, business update. It's not really businessy. Mm. Um, the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Oh, he died. He died. Yeah. Hey, could you just make me think of him then, Freddie? He's got oh. the lyrics. Mm. Um, what is it? I need a little gas for fuel. Can you spare a little change? Because we all need a little change. change. Yeah. Mm. I said, yeah. That's a great saying. What a concept. I could use, use a little fuel myself and we could all use a little change. Well, no <laughs> <laughs> away. The music, the, the musical career is coming back again. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last, the last episode we did, we actually did the, um, the Christmas Carol. That was the last yeah, episode. That was yeah. very good. Actually. That I want to bring more music into the podcast anyway. Um, yeah. Oh. Business updates. I'm, I'm loving that quote though, Freddie, and I'm looking forward to some more. Very, mm. very inspiring. <laughs> The whole book's full, don't you worry? <laughs> 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 uh, all right, uh, Tata's tip time. I've got one. Have you really? It's a. Uh, it's very small. So if you've got okay. one, I, we, we should expand on your one. Yeah. Um, my brother recently visited me, um, and he brought me this giant, giant tub of hot chocolate. Okay. That he bought from Costco. Oh, Costco! <laughs> and it's no joke. This thing's like. Wow. When does it expire out of interest? Who knows? <laughs> but it made me start to think about places like Costco where you buy in bulk, but you've got to buy a membership. Yeah. And that made this week's TARDIS tip for me, don't waste your membership. Okay. All right. So give an example of a membership. Costco? Costco is, is an example. So people, okay. that's where they make their money. People yeah. sign up yeah. to go get the advantages and yeah. then they never go. Okay. So review them. So if, if you have them, use them. Like subscriptions to say streaming services? The gym. The gym. Is another good one. Mm. Are you donating to your local gym? Yeah. Are you donating to Costco? I'm just about to take on a new subscription actually yeah. to childcare. So uh, yeah. Don't waste that one. I'm trying to waste that one. Well, you said just find a stranger and say, you look trustworthy. <laughs> um, come on in. I'll be back in a couple of hours. Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah. I was going to say pay him cash, but probably not the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get an invoice. Get oh, an invoice. Yeah. Um, you've, yeah. actually just, you've actually just <laughs> reminded me, Freddie, is that we've got a saying on the podcast about this segment specifically. It's if, if you want struggle, think in dollars. Uh, if you want freedom, think in cents. <laughs> uh, and that's what we save here on this segment. Yeah, is, is saving tips. you cents. <laughs> yeah. This tight ass tip makes sense. Yeah. It will make you sense. <laughs> um, but actually, we do have a work colleague who um, just, uh, she drops her kids to the beach which just happens to be like that's where she has her childcare mm. um, that, that happens to be the name of her of childcare, childcare center, yeah. <laughs> the beach so yeah uh, uh, okay <laughs> like, so you could say, as long as they can swim I suppose mm. it's handy <laughs> <laughs> well um, the name of your childcare is called Crack House isn't it <laughs> so you're dropping them at the Crack House <laughs> it's in a little bit of a dodgy area. Okay, Freddie. Uh, it's, childcare is very hard to come by on the Central Coast. Mm. And uh, look, it's a brand new setup. <laughs> it's got very high walls. Very high walls. Yeah, don't want to let anyone the out. The front door was locked That's when good. I went there, which is that vital. Is so, mm. yeah, I'm sure it'll be fit. No adults in there, but they, they locked the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so padded walls. 
Yeah. <laughs> Tubes with food coming out yeah. of them. And that's it. That's all you need. It's, um, that's no, fun. It's yeah. Fun. So um, my Titus tip is, um, yeah, review your memberships because like you're probably that. not using them. That's a good one. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that it always needs to happen, particularly those sneaky um, Apple subscriptions mm. that you've got, like the Apple um, app subscriptions. They don't remind you. <laughs> okay. No, I had a story. I'm not going to tell that. I had a story about something I recently subscribed to and oh, then no. uh, quickly removed it. It was a dating app, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> <laughs> can you sign they up, got me. Can, can you sign up for premium? Yeah, they got me. <laughs> It's so powerful though, isn't it? When they're like, you, you're, you're more likely, you will be loved by more people. Yeah, no, it wasn't even that. It was just like, see who likes you. I was like, I wouldn't mind seeing. Oh and God. you know what I discovered? The reason I can't see them is because I didn't match with them. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, quickly remove that. It was, that's it was, the thing. Many are called, but few are chosen. Mm. And uh, it was, that's a way to, to live our lives. The, the, they, they would be lucky. Mm swiping the right yeah way. it was a weaker moment for me it's beautiful weaker yeah, moment for me um do anyone else titus tip you got anything um, to add um no i'm not gonna add anything to that i think that's fantastic that's okay. a really good one this week's titus tip, saver. don't sign up to a dating app and pay for it <laughs> that's where the titus tip <laughs> came from was it? it wasn't costco it was partly that, that chocolate yeah. does that chocolate tin even exist it exists okay it exists it's real all right it's real all right well, why don't we move on to our main topic then shall we yeah our main topic is our chat today with you, Freddie, and it's all about mindsets. Um, clearly, I need a mindset re- reset. Uh, Tim is just talking about how he's inspired by, by what you're mm. doing with this running and, and what you need to do. And, and a lot of the time, especially accountants, especially in small business, you can just sit there and start thinking, this is just too hard mm. or I can't do everything or I don't know how to take that first step into that journey. Um, and I know you've got a great story um, where you're exploring a lot of those types of things. So, yeah, I wanted to get you on. We, we, were, we were introduced by our, our, our joint friend uh, of Mark from The Gap, Mark Jenkins, a mm. uh, friend of the podcast. Shout out to Mark. Yeah. Um, and uh, he said, yeah, we, we should have a chat. And I think he was right. I'm, I'm glad you're on. I'm glad you're here to tell us and, and help fix our mindsets. We can all blame Mark if it goes wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. So, so why, why, don't we, why don't we start at the top? Uh, you know, I've alluded to, to your story here. Well, let's, let, yeah. let's, let's dive did, into it. When did you get let's, into the mindset thing? Let, let's dive into the mindset story. Mm. So as, as you probably all guessed by now, halfway through the podcast, I am from the UK originally. And what? Now uh, yeah, it would have been a shocker. Not, yeah. Uh, yeah, not like the Sixth Sense level of, of plot twist there. <laughs> yeah. I'm currently... Uh, I'm living in, in New Zealand. I've been here for uh, for almost three years now. So I have spent almost 20 years in and around the accounting industry. So I am older than I look and uh, I am older than I sound. Um, <laughs> most of my career was spent uh, in, in the UK uh, working at a, a big four uh, accounting firm, mm. the Orange One. <laughs> and, uh, and I had this life as um, uh, as a client manager and then going up to, to being a director at this firm. And I reached this stage in my career when I, I literally woke up one morning and, and I didn't wake up in, in the best state, I must mm. say. Probably a bit like a day three at a zero con state. I woke <laughs> up and I or came, came to is, uh, is more of a description. And I, I came to in a, in a grey hotel room, in a grey hotel, mm. situated next to a grey highway in a very grey and rainy part of the UK. And I kind of staggered my way to uh, to the bathroom, kicking over a few discarded miniatures and, and cans. And mm-hmm. I looked at myself in the mirror and I saw this guy, this guy who was a client manager at an accounting firm, but I didn't recognise him. I saw this guy mm. who had... Uh, Pale skin, big beer belly, bloodshot eyes, chipped yellow nicotine stained teeth. I saw a guy who was stressed, depressed, operating below his potential, making a mess of his career and his relationships. And I just thought, this is not the way it was supposed to go. This wasn't the way that I was supposed to live my life. And that's why I vowed to to change and take my life and my career in a different direction. Mm. And we have to rewind a couple of steps. So how how did I get to this place? This place mm. where I was um, in a pretty dark place mentally. Mm. Again, stressed, depressed, unfit, overweight, not not in any way uh, successful as I was pretending to be. 
Hmm. I got into this state because I was someone who was an introvert. I felt like an imposter at work. I was terrified of, of talking to clients, of leading client meetings, of, dare I say, even the thought of selling something to a client in, in the accounting and advisory space was just, it would bring me out in cold sweats. Um, but this feeling that I had to do these things in my career, I thought if I want to be a, dare I say, a success, if I want to get promoted, if I want to to be the person I want to be, then I need to be this this extroverted, outgoing salesperson who is dynamic and great at communicating with clients and all these things that we want to be. And I tried and I tried and I couldn't be that person. Hmm. And and I tried to do all the training. I, I do all the things that they say we should do. I, I did the e-learns and the training and hmm. I even read the books by Robbins and listened to the podcasts by Goggins and I hmm. tried to feel the fear and do it anyway. And I even learned the subtle art of not giving up. <laughs> you can get the rest. Hmm. And, um, I, but nothing worked because I was there thinking I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a David Goggins. I'm not a billionaire Tony Robbins. I'm not even like one of the dynamic partners in, in the firm. Mm-hmm. I'm just me, the mid-level client manager who's got deadlines and bills to pay and relationships to fix and all these stresses and struggles. And I just thought it's impossible for, for me to change. It's impossible for me to, to fulfill my potential and become the person that I want to be. And then I had this this moment again back in the grey hotel room, just looking at myself and saying, "Is is this all it is? Is this yeah, I say my my thought? Of, I won't lower the tone too much, but mm. my, my thoughts are pretty dark. As in, mm. I don't know if there's a way out of this situation. Oh, I geez. think it may be a, only a a very sad and, and permanent ending to to this trauma. And then I thought, no, what if I gave myself one more chance? What if I gave myself one more opportunity?" to change my life, to transform my career, to be that person I wanted to be. And I thought, well, why don't I do that? And I always say, if you want, if you want the things you've never had before, then you must do the things you've never done before. Yeah, that's a good saying. Things like, um, like the success, like the promotion, but more importantly, like the, the confidence and the self-belief mm-hmm. and, the, and the knowledge that I was making my, my family proud and being a great team player and all these things mm-hmm. that you are going to have to try and transform my mindset. And that's what put me on this, this quest, this, this hero's journey. Cause I thought all the, the generic knowledge and training and information out there doesn't work. I knew I was mm-hmm. relatively smart. I knew I was ambitious. I knew I wanted to, to achieve great things for my clients and help my colleagues and make my family proud. So I thought, what if I went on this, this hero's journey, this quest, mm. search out that the world's leading experts in things like sales, marketing, peak performance mindset, neuroscience, positive psychology. What if I went to Hollywood and sought out uh, movie directors and script writers to mm. learn about storytelling. What mm. if I did all of these things, if I gained all this world-class knowledge, but then I put an accounting and advisory lens on it to make it really relevant mm. for people in our industry? And if I could do that, then, then maybe I could, could change my own mindset. And if I could change my own mindset, which is where I began, mm. all of this began for myself and, and just thinking, how how could I help myself? And yeah. And as you'll learn, I kind of, uh, I, I like to have my phrases, but when, when we're feeling lost and we're feeling stuck, when we're lacking purpose, I always come back to the question, how, how could I best serve the person that I used to be? Mm. And, and that was who I used to be. So I thought, how could I best serve myself? And but if I can transform my knowledge, yeah. transform my mindset, then, then I can go on, on that journey. So wow. it was the longest introduction, but that's kind of where, where I was and what put me on this pathway to how can we really help accountants, advisors, people in the professional services industry to transform the way they think, to transform the way they behave, and ultimately transform the way they live their lives. Wow. So that's, that's an amazing purpose to, to start with. You know, mm. clearly you weren't in a great place. You identified that that's the case. And so something needs to change. But mm. you didn't just say, hey, I want to change my mindset. It's like, well, how can I take these lessons that I'm learning and help others mm. do the same thing? Um, which, is, which is a really amazing purpose. And I think um, quite relatable to a lot of people who have worked in those types of roles and in, in the industry. Mm. So, so what, you know, what were the lessons you learned? What were the key things that, that helped you turn it around? There were so, so many to, to learn. I think to, to start off with, it was, uh, this was important for, for me on, 
on my journey because I mm. always talk about the Hollywood version of life and the real life version. Mm. Especially when it comes to things like like mindset and learning, and it's like wow, you only have to go on LinkedIn and see how many how many generic mindset quotes are we going to yes. throw around? Yeah. How many times are we going to say like face your fears and step out yeah. of your comfort zone? Mm. And and it was about taking real world approach, and I think that's when we all have to get very pragmatic and mm. this is ironic for someone who speaks a sound bite but we have to <laughs> learn we don't live in a, in a sound bite and yeah that was the thing for me because when i was when i was struggling at work again in the real world i did all the things i thought i was supposed to do i put mm. my hand up and i said i'm struggling mentally mm. please have to, and i obviously have to say that uh, all, all the companies I worked with were very supportive of me mm-hmm. and gave me lots of help and lots of support. I, I did the the, the, the counselling and I went to the seminars and mm-hmm. I did the training and I read the books and I heard the book, but it didn't work for me. And mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than feeling like um like a bit of a, of a drag on the team that you've done the right thing, you've asked yeah. for help, and, but but you haven't really changed inside. So the key part for me was to take the the positive action and actually prove to myself first mm. and because often when we feel stuck in life it's because we are making a false assumption we're trapped in a mm. false assumption yes. some examples a client may be feeling stuck because they're saying i want to expand my business but it takes a load of investment to expand my business yeah. that's a false assumption mm. someone this is good for, for the data out there someone may be feeling stuck because they're trapped in a relationship and they're saying I'm stuck because no one else will ever love me. But that's mm. a false assumption. So I realized that I was feeling stuck mm. because I was making false assumptions about my life and, and wow. my career. And and that's what put me on this journey to really proving mm. to, to myself and to other people that that we can overcome any challenge that life throws on us. And and I like to, to literally walk the walk and or run the run in this case, because I thought if, if I'm going to talk to people about mindset and, leadership and change and so on that i need to prove that everyday people can do extraordinary things that that everyday accountants can achieve remarkable results and that's what took me from this stressed depressed unfit overweight client manager to 18 months later being in the middle of the sahara desert on the start line of the world's toughest foot race (laughs) and then running 300 kilometers through the burning sahara desert and and then from that to, to breaking the Guinness World Records, and mm. then from that to, to running a hundred miles nonstop, and then from, from that to, to what I'm about to do with the Arctic and madness. It's, it's best to say I, I am not a runner. We all have those people. I was about to ask. Have, yeah, they have the, the lycra and the watch, and they to give it all the what's your heart rate zone. <laughs> I hate running. I'm not an exerciser. I like pizza. I like Netflix. Whoa. I do this for my mental health, but also to to prove that that we can achieve impossible goals and i know that everyone listening mm. quite rightly wouldn't want to run across the sahara desert or <laughs> run 100 miles north. and that's very wise of you you're smarter than me <laughs> the process that we go through mm. that stepping out of our comfort zone uh, we we talked about things like like joining a gym like yeah. having a sales meeting with a mm. client even sometimes picking up the phone to a client mm. it all involves the same process of the fear the uncertainty the doubt how do I do this? Mm, Waiting yeah. for that perfect time that's never going to come. Yeah. We go through the same process. I just do it at a very uh, extreme level, but to prove that if I can be where I was and then go and do what I've done, then you could have that meeting with a client. Then you can grow your business. Then, yeah. then you can step outside your comfort zone in a in a slightly more holistic way. I think there's a lot in that. Mm. And um, I want to unpack the false assumptions a little bit more, actually. Did you get some help or who, who, how did you figure out that you had those false assumptions? Or how did you identify which one? Yeah, because I think we all are guilty of that. Absolutely. It's being human. Here's here's a perfect example. Mm. Um, One time I was um, opening a door Mm. and um, there was a brick in the way. Mm. And I just assumed that brick was glued to the ground. Mm. My assumption was mm. that brick can't move. Mm. Um, and so I was like, oh, it's stuck. It's, mm. I tried to pick it up, 
too heavy. Mm. Anyway, my friend just walked over and just like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And my false assumption was the brick couldn't move and therefore I couldn't move it. And that's a great metaphor for the mental blocks that people are having exactly. all the time that, that yeah. Freddie's kind of going through. So how did you find your brick in bricks? the ground? Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I say I've, I've had many bricks in my life and <laughs> people as well, but um, it's... <laughs> It's really funny, I think you say around the, the the false assumptions because we we all live in these 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 lands of, of false assumptions. Mm. We we tell ourselves stories mm. to, to keep us safe, to keep in our comfort zones, and and let's remember that our and our, I learned this is part of of my own journey of discovery, and that's why I, I always back myself and say I can teach accountants things that no one else will, will teach, and yeah. our our brains are designed to keep us safe. Mm. Um, uh, what keeps us safe statistically is if tomorrow is the same as today mm. nothing changes no surprises True. so our brains to, to cut a, a long uh very psychological story short our brains will tell us lies to keep us in in comfort yep. that's yep. ways why why we choose the path of comfort the path of least resistance so our brains will tell us a story about these false assumptions it thinks to keep us safe, but mm. it actually holds us back. So how do we know when we're in a false assumption? Usually when uh, a lot of it is about language. So one area is if uh, if we're saying words like like should, like uh, mm. or try to, mm. I, I should do this, I'm going to try to do that. It's where we're living in that land of false assumption. We all okay. have that. Or oh, I should go to the gym. I mm. should call. <laughs> I should do more to grow my business, but really we're letting ourselves off the hook. Because that indicates yeah. that I should, or I'm going to try to, but there's a barrier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Another area is, uh, is funny enough, it's that question of how. Mm. Um, I talk about this a lot. We always say that we don't know how to do something. I don't know how to run a client meeting. I don't yep. know how to get mm. fit. I don't know how to ask someone out on a date i don't know how to do this the yeah. how is not really the the answer to how is yes yeah if you, if you have that strong enough desire to make something happen the how won't matter you will make it happen mm. you didn't know how to get married you didn't know i was gonna say you didn't know how to have a child hopefully knew how to make a child <laughs> how to raise a child as they always does say, it just get delivered the, the stalk yeah <laughs> i think you gotta have a conversation yeah, with jade podcast, we'll, we'll cover that in yeah <laughs> we always say and, and, I, and i find this with accountants uh, a lot that, that i work with or oh, i don't know how to run this i don't know how to, to have mm. that conversation really the say we hide behind the how yeah, the actual area is, is discovering the desire you don't need a how you just need a strong enough reason once mm. you have the strong enough reason that's when you're able to take those those first imperfect steps and that's, and that's the final area on, mm. on language and um this is interesting sales tip as well for, for accountants talking to clients mm. um we we have owner language and victim language mm. that, Orbed, but um, but the, the the owner victim concept. Is yes. interesting. a victim will always uh, say use the word why. Why is this happening to mm. me? Why don't I have more money? Why mm. can't I find love? Why can't I lose weight? Mm. The owner will use the word how. Mm. How can I make more money? Mm. How can I build my relationships? How can I get fitter? It's a yes. much more positive, proactive way. So if you try to sell something mm. um, and, and you notice your clients in quite a negative mindset, then ask them questions starting with why. If you notice they're quite a, a yeah, positive, dynamic client, mm. then ask questions starting with how. But, there you um, go. Anyway, yeah, that's super interesting. So much of it is, is it, it's, our, it's our self-talk, it's our language, and that's mm. how we start to recognize that, that we're stuck. Because... Um, Here's the thing about being stuck in a false assumptions, and this is one of my my key uh, my, my key sort of crusade points. Mm. More knowledge is not the answer. Mm. Everyone talks about bloody knowledge, and I think because because we we've been fed on a diet of of information and studying and exams and tests and learning. Definitely, everybody thinks that more knowledge is the answer, and that is what make, keeps us feeling stuck. More knowledge is not the answer. Everyone is smart enough already. Everyone has more information than they could ever need at their fingertips yes. for free. Yes. The answer comes from removal. Success comes from subtraction. Uh, success comes from subtraction. Mm. And it's about actually getting out of our own. People know what they need to do. People mm. know 
the steps they need to take. They might not be the perfect steps, but they will move them forward mm. in some way. The reason why people don't do it is because they trip themselves up and they get in their own way. And that's Very why true. success comes from subtract. Uh, I can't say that. Like S- I'm success from subtraction. That is yeah, hard to say. Subtraction. <laughs> yeah. And I said that's what I say. We, if you think about a statue, think about um, Michael. May see with the Italian theme, Michelangelo's yeah. David, mm. one of the most famous statues. When Michelangelo wanted to, to to craft David, he didn't say, "I know, I'm going to pile on more blocks of marble. We need more marble, more <laughs> mm. marble. Pile yeah. it on board." What he did was chisel away ninety five percent of that marble, mm. and what was left was a timeless masterpiece. Yep. Same applies for our lives, our careers, our businesses. We we keep trying to pile another framework, another process, mm. get another app, another platform, another strategy, another plan. Yeah. Here in the real world, it all comes from subtraction. If we mm. can remove 95%, then what we are left with is that masterpiece yeah. that we will not forget, that can create this incredible outcomes both for for ourselves for mm. our colleagues and our clients wow yeah it's, it's really just about like you you're inspiring me here freddie I, I i do think it is about trying to figure out what those barriers are and just taking that step just take a step mm. you can, like we're all guilty i, I know i especially am and, and definitely guilty of overanalyzing of um trying to solve a problem but just taking the step yeah um is is a big big thing yeah and it is scary in a lot of areas you know people have their own sahara desert you know and as you said mm. it could just be picking up that phone that it could be massive to somebody yeah yeah that isn't to you um yeah. whereas yeah. i mean that's it. everything that i talk about is because i've absolutely been there and, mm, and yeah. we know what it is and, and because especially in the accounting industry we fear rejection mm. so much we mm. and, and again the, the psychological reason behind it is we shame is a massive driver for us mm. because back in the cave person times if we were shamed if we were rejected from the tribe yeah. it meant death from saber-toothed tigers and everything so yeah. we we always fear rejection and by picking up a phone and calling a client we're leaving ourselves open for rejection True. we uh, we always had this as children as well i always say um your parents teach you they say don't talk to strangers don't interrupt don't talk to strangers don't mm-hmm. interrupt as accountants we say well um call up this client who's pretty much a stranger and interrupt <laughs> them when they're from their busy day and we wonder why we have this this internal blockage yeah as um, as parents we say uh yeah, we say to our children sit down eat your food sit down mm. eat your food and then we get surprised when we mm. raise a generation of children who just want to sit down and eat food. Um, <laughs> that's but, but that's a decide that they with with rejection, we we always reject ourselves. So we say mm. rather than face the pain of rejection of having the other person saying no to me, and this could be a client, it could be say a, a, in a relationship, mm-hmm. gym or whatever else. I'm just going to reject myself yeah. first because that's much easier. So I'm going to tell myself again a story of. Um, you're you're too old you're too unfit you're too inexperienced people will laugh at you the client's probably busy they probably got home but probably best safer if i just stay here in my comfort zone yeah. and that's how we reject ourselves and that's how we can not fulfill our potential tim and i go through this journey every now and then where we we realize and we talk about how powerful being vulnerable is mm. and how powerful expressing if you're feeling something or putting yourself being open with someone about something or, or a new situation or whatever it is. Um, but then the more busy you get, the more stressed you get, the more internal you become and the more mm. you start pulling back on that. And then it just kind of builds and builds and builds and builds. Mm. And then you have conversations like this where you're like, Oh yeah, mm. I need to be more vulnerable again. <laughs> yeah. This is, it's such a key thing. And it's yeah. something I've learned as well that you, you cannot outperform your own self-image mm. and that your self-image comes from self-acceptance. And mm. we all wear this mask at work. We all think I need to come across as this professional trusted advisor. I need to be sensible. I need to be serious. Mm-hmm. And then people say, well, how come my clients don't listen to me? How come my clients don't think of me as a trusted advisor? I'll tell you why your clients don't listen to you because you don't listen to yourself. Yeah. Your clients don't think you're a trusted advisor because you don't trust yourself. Yeah. Why don't you trust yourself? Because you don't keep the promises that you make to yourself. And that's mm. why 
I was where I was. I kept on promising myself I'll change, I'll lose weight, I'll get fit, I'll be more confident at work, mm. I'll speak up in meetings, I'll call my clients. And every single time I would break those promises. And it wasn't until I learned to embrace who I was, mm. the good and the bad, mm. that's when I started to improve my self-image. And that's when I started to accept myself and then trust myself. That's huge, um, being mm. able to embrace yourself and improve your self-image. Can we talk about that for a little bit as well? Um, we, we certainly can. And I have a, I have a bit of, a, of an image philosophy on this. So if, okay. you, uh, if you imagine a beach ball, imagine you're, you're, you're at the ocean, uh, probably with, with the childcare, with, with the beach childcare, <laughs> and, uh, with, uh, with a beach ball floating on the sea. And uh, this is an activity that everyone can do. Okay. On the top of the beach ball, you write everything that you want the world to see about yeah. yourself. Okay. So you know, I might write, um, yeah, athletic can be mildly funny sometimes (laughs) (laughs) hilarious all these things i want the world to see about me so you write that on the top of the beach ball yes and then underneath the beach ball you write all the things that you don't want the world to see about you all Mm. the things that we try and hide about ourselves so i would write um probably self-centered and a bit selfish and terrible at timekeeping and all these things for, for me that that I know are me, mm. but I'd rather that you didn't know about it. Yeah. So we have this beach ball. On the top is what we want the world to see. Mm. Underneath is what we're trying to hide from the world. Mm. And what we are trying to do throughout our lives and our careers is hold down that beach ball on the water. If you think about if you try and hold a beach ball underwater, the energy and the mm. effort that it takes, always, you can't let go of it. Definitely. You can't stop thinking about it. We're always going through our careers, just trying to hold that beach ball, just so the world only sees half of it. Yeah. And as soon as someone says, here, hold this for a minute. Here's some client work. Here's mm. a life crisis. Here's some drama. We have to catch it and whoop, the beach ball bounces up. Then we think, oh no, quick, need to push that down again. <sighs> and that's how we live our lives. And so many times accountants always talk about confidence Mm. we always want more confidence and we mistake again another false assumption is that we look at people who are confident and we assume that they're confident because they they are only good they only have the top half of the beach they're born that way (laughs) true confidence true confidence comes from that radical self-acceptance that we are the whole beach ball we have the good side we have the, the 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 darker side if you want to go a bit star wars <laughs> but um that's what true confidence comes from that oh. self-acceptance that we all have both sides i had to show both those sides of the beach ball to the world i wow. bloody love that analogy just that because the idea of of the, the energy you can you can feel that the energy it takes to hold a ball underwater yeah. you know part of a ball underwater you let go it's going to pop up smack you in the face but then also yeah. just how much freedom there is when that ball's not being held down yeah. and how much lighter that moment is yeah. um and it, it brought me back to thinking about my life where i'm seeing this every day not every day but regularly mm-hmm bringing it back to the dating apps. Yeah. yeah. But the top of the ball is your profile. True. That's that's what people are trying to put out there. True. But really, you can see the insecurities mm. in a lot of these things True. because True. they're just pointing out some great things. Yeah. So I should really be putting some shitty things on mine. You should be putting out like all your worst attributes yeah. on there. And then if you still end up with that person. Yeah. Well, this is a this is a good exercise, actually. Let's, let's all go around and say what our worst things are. Tim, you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to think about that. I don't know. Indeci- um, oh, too perfect. <laughs> I had a friend, we have a friend who once was doing a job interview when we, when we were younger and they asked him, what would be, what's your best attribute that you bring into the team? And he said, a great smile. <laughs> Surprisingly got the job. Anyway, but, but I love this, I love this idea and I love that concept that really true freedom comes from embracing your whole self, good mm. and bad, knowing what you're good at, knowing what you're bad at or not as good at mm. and not judging it either. Just it's there. It just is. Yeah. And then is there certain things you need to do to release that bottom half of the ball? So is it just looking at the list regularly and be like, mm. yeah, that's me. That's mm. or <laughs> I think it, I mean, for, for me, certainly it was, it was that embracing of um of our true nature mm. and then they always say our, our true nature is like if you plant a tree uh in the middle of your lounge or your living room it's going to burst through you no know, no matter what mm. you do no matter whether you put a rug over it no matter mm. whether you put a mm. you know a couch over it 
that true nature is always going to burst through. We have the choice as to whether we embrace it or whether mm. we, as I did in my uh, the first half of my career, I tried to hide it. I was thinking, mm. who, who, who does this corporate version of, of Freddie need to be? And, uh, mm. and uh, a very compelling, very, uh, in a way, sad story was, you know, I went into my my, my corporate career. I said I joined a um, a global advisory firm on, on their graduate program. Again, my my family wasn't. Uh, from the corporate background, should we say, mm. I was the first person in my family to, to to go to college to have a proper job. Mm. My um, to save you the whole family history because we haven't got that long. But um, <laughs> my uh, my dad's dad, my paternal grandfather, grew up in Birmingham. Uh, he uh, he provided mm. horses to to a group of gentlemen who are today commonly known as the Peaky Blinders. Oh. <laughs> um, that's the the circles that my family moved in. So we we wow. didn't have things like regular paychecks mm. or. Uh, or yeah, or anything, as I say, normal that normal families yeah. had. So I went into this corporate career. I went on that first day when everyone was playing the game and you know, they'd been to the right schools and mm. done the right colleges and they're all playing the, the networking and the mm. elevator pitches and the nice to meet you. Mm, yeah. And I was like, guys, there's free coffee here. <laughs> pay for the coffee. This is amazing. Did you know this? And they were like yeah it's an office there's coffee is like wow <laughs> coffee because it's free just powering through and um very early someone uh, yeah one of the, the directors pulled me to one side and they were like um you, you've earned your place here you passed the interviews you've got the grades you you do deserve to be here but if you want to be successful uh, all you need to do is, is just change all of this oh. wave his hands around me as if just saying all you need to do is just change everything especially your personality and the way you think and the way you communicate and then wow. you'll be just fine wow. and the sad thing is i believed him hmm. and, and i took this on board for at least 10 years and if i look back to my own um behaviors as i said i I struggled with my mental health. That that came out for me in terms of some, uh, as we say, uh, self-destructive behaviours. And mm. there were a few warning signs. Um, one was when uh, a drug dealer held a loaded gun to my head. <laughs> that wasn't the best networking event. Oh that's my God. And uh, another slightly more light-hearted one was um, a uh, at a work conference. You know, the, the company hired out the whole hotel, two-day work conference, mm. lots of fun, lots of drinks in the bar. I was I was probably a, a five drunk accountants just for me <laughs> on uh, at that event. And um, I then in the middle of the night, I locked myself out of my hotel room and oh. I didn't have my contact lenses in. So you kind of like, you try to find your way oh, to reception no. and I couldn't really see. And there were people moving in the distance. And I was like, Oh, I hope that's a cleaner and not the CEO. And he tried to like, try to make it down to reception at three in the morning. Oh and you think, my God. Oh, how embarrassing. And the only problem was I was actually naked as well, oh. <laughs> um, which does make it more complicated. <laughs> so these, there were these warning signs but to, to go back to the point. It was because I wasn't embracing my, my mm. true nature. And mm. I, I know we, yeah, we work in the professional services industry. There are levels of professionalism that obviously we need mm. to have. Yeah. People don't have to wear a mask. They don't yeah. have to think, how should an accountant be? I can't hide my whether the fact of having a good day or a bad day, or mm. I'm finding something easy or I'm finding something hard. We all have good times. We all have bad times. It's about how we react and respond to those mm. times. Yes. Um, I always say we, we we worry about about thieves, especially where I lived in the UK, at least. Um, I know in this part of the world, there are any thieves. But, it's <laughs> but um we always worry about the thief on the street who tries to steal our phone, but we never think about the thief in our mind who tries to steal our future. Mm. We let these thoughts into our minds and they steal our promises, they steal our dreams, and they steal our futures. And it's by keeping that that strong mental force field that says, yes, I am, I am this person. I have these great points. I have these bad points. Mm. It's, um, it's like if you've seen the movie Eight Mile with Eminem. Yeah. And you know, the famous rap battle at the end, when he just gets up on stage, he says, I am this, I am that. I mm. do live in a trailer with my mum. Mm. And he just lists out all the things mm. that people try and, and, and defeat him with. Mm. And he says, yep, that's me. Here's all my flaws. Here's all my failures. Mm. What else have you got? Mm. You don't have anything. And that takes away other people. It takes away the power mm. of all of the situations who try and steal our future from us. And that's what I'm so passionate about. Mm. This is really what, what it comes down to. Uh, no accountant, no one in the professional services industry 
deserves to go through what I went through. No one deserves those mm. dark times. No one deserves mm. to feel like an imposter, to feel low on confidence, to have to be sobbing in the work toilets because we've all been there mm. after that meeting saying, what's wrong with me? I need to find a different career. What's mm. I, I thought I was good. No one deserves to go through that because no. everyone deserves to, to live the life and the career of their potential. That's what I'm here to do. That is my mission is to help people understand. And we, you know, we, we, we joke and we laugh about the, the deserts and the, uh, and the, the naked mm. walking down the corridors <laughs> and everything else. But, but really what it comes down to, and I believe this for everyone, mm. it's never too late to become the person who you were always meant to be. Mm. I can give people the knowledge, the mindset, the habits, and the confidence to understand that, then, then my, well, I guess my work is done. My work yeah. is on go. Freddie, so su- such a mission. I, I love everything that you've said, That's and uh, you know, I, I think we could continue talking about this topic for another couple hours because this is right up mine and Tim's yeah, alley here. It really but, is. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll just wrap the main topic up here, but by saying when we're at when I was at ZeroCon with the team um, a couple of weeks ago, Will Buckley got up and did this whole presentation about how accountants have an image problem mm. because we can't retain talent and we can't attract talent. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of it is what you're talking about here is that a lot of the time they have to put on a front. They feel like they need to be a certain mm. type of person to be an accountant. But really what attracts clients, what attracts talent to the, uh, to the industry is being yourself and yeah. showing who you are. doesn't mean you're not professional but it just means you're who you are. Mm. Uh, and I think that is a really powerful message. Um, it's funny that you mentioned easy and hard because Tim's both right now. And uh, I, I'm glad that, uh, that you came on, Freddie, to give us all this wisdom and knowledge about, uh, about really becoming yourself and, and overcoming those barriers. I feel inspired, Tim. Yeah, inspired? That, no, that was amazing. Um, and some really good tips there. I'm going to go drill down on my weaknesses. Yeah. So think a little <laughs> bit harder about that. Um, but no, I think that is good because uh, having that in your mind and mm. being mindful of that, um, yeah, you're going to embrace, mm. embrace your vulnerabilities, mm. which is just so powerful. Exactly. So powerful. Well, let's, let's move on to other things before we wrap up. Uh, Tim, do you have another thing? Um, other, yeah, I started reading Lightbringer, the, um, the novel, the Red yeah. Rising series. I finished it. It is good. Yeah. I'm looking forward for you to finish it so I can talk to you about it. And Foy Vance. Go check out <laughs> Foy Vance. He sounds, his name reminds you of Vance, Vance Joy. Joy. I actually thought it was when I saw it, but anyway. yeah, it's Foy Vance. Um, my other thing this week is, uh, I read Animal Farm last weekend cause I'd finished Lightbringer and I had it next to my desk. It was always that one. I wanted to read it. Great book, surprisingly. I mean, not not groundbreaking uh, opinion there that uh, Animal Farm is good, uh, yeah. but uh, loved it. Yeah, yeah. Are you a piggy or are you a workhorse? Uh, yeah, probably the horse. You're the horse. Probably the horse. You're the horse. Yeah. Are you a sheep? Yeah, uh, maybe maybe somewhere between. I feel sheep. like I'm the donkey who just sort of knows things and like <laughs> don't get your hopes up. <laughs> All right, Napoleon. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm the piggy. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you have any other thing you want to recommend, Freddie? Um, I have a. Uh, as I, said, I, I think starting starting at zero by Freddie Bennett is a brilliant book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually reading. So I'm going backwards in my reading. So I'm reading a lot of Napoleon Hill at the moment. I don't oh. mean going backwards in terms of like reading Peppa Pig and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going backwards in history. And someone said awesome. to me, it's always you look at the modern day writers mm. and they think, who did they learn from and who did they learn from? Mm. So I'm kind of, yeah, I'm, I went later. Tony Robbins learned from Jim Rohn who mm. learned from Napoleon Hill. So I'm kind of, cool. so I'm reading a lot of like very random kind of like 1920s books at the moment. There must I be some interesting there. stuff in there. That's where you get the, uh, all, all the gems from. And then you learn that so many ideas, it's just people regurgitating <laughs> the, uh, the masterpieces. But um, so yeah, very, Napoleon Hill. Oh God, it sounds impressive, but it's a bloody tough read. <laughs> oh yeah, the the um the language they used back then. Jeez, it was rough. Um, wasn't it? <laughs> it, um, it's very it's a very different time then. And mm. uh, you have to overlook a few things that uh, those books are saying now. But um, yeah, I always think if in doubt, try and go back to the source. And there's some uh, yeah, some real pearls of wisdom. I love it. I love that. Uh, so if people want to find you, Freddie, if they want to find the podcast, if they want to find any more information about you, where do they go? Uh, the best place to, to find me is uh, is my website, which is freddiemformindsetbennett.com. Uh, I do a lot of my uh, more compelling work through Instagram, which is at the Freddie Bennett. 
not always suitable for work it's probably uh, safe to say on that one but, uh, <laughs> that, i do a lot of my uh, a lot of my learning a lot of my teaching and uh, awesome. i look like say, I, I have something called the uh the, the conquer program which isn't yet another 12-week program or yet another six-week program it's a way of of living it's yeah, about nice can we give that. people the knowledge the mindset the habits to totally rewire their brain and the uh, the, the way they think and the way they perform there's so many talented accountants out there but i think there's as i was there's a lot of six-figure accountants Hmm. but those people aren't six-figure partners they're not Hmm. six-figure parents they're not six-figure athletes or friends so how can we totally transform the way people live and that helps them to achieve more think more win more and live more which is what it's all about I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. So go check Freddie out. Uh, if you want to find us, of course, twodrunkaccountants.com.au. There's a bit going on there. The Accountability Buddies is, is about to be up and running. Uh, so it's, if you're a bookkeeper, especially, mm. uh, get in touch with us because we've, we're actually launching our first program for just you. Yep. Uh, but uh, Two Drunk Accountants on all the social medias, follow us on Instagram. We're going to be doing some more posts again now that Tim's back. We're, we're, we're a hoot on there occasionally. <laughs> uh, um, and... Uh, you know, bit of a pre-shout here. We're thinking about maybe setting up a merch site on our website. Yeah. If you want to start buying some merch for the podcast, we've had yeah. a few requests come in. So I'm thinking maybe about uh, doing that. Maybe we can get Freddie a shirt to wear on his North Pole run. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> hey, what? We're actually looking for sponsors at the moment <laughs> for, yeah. uh, uh, for the North Pole run. So uh, I'll happily rep some merch. Uh, <laughs> All right. Today. So, uh, so yeah, let's, let's make that happen. Sounds <laughs> good. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will calculate it. Bye.